Left. Right. Yo, what's up, my friends? This was not one of my favorite episodes to make. This episode is about the new Texas abortion law. Uh, very frustrating for those of us who are pro-choice. Uh, I don't think it's pro-life versus pro-abortion. I think it's more pro-life versus pro-choice. And pro-choice is oftentimes pro-life in itself, but it is pro-choice. The idea is the choice, that people have the choice to make the decision what they're going to do. And by people, I mostly mean women. So yes, this is a funny episode. It's two drunk dudes talking about abortion. I get that. Um, we're always open to uh, listener input. We listen to a lot to the comments. Uh, thank you guys for that. Once you listen to this episode, while you're listening to this episode, let me know what you think in the comments. Definitely something we pay a lot of attention to, and I do read all of your DMs. Sometimes it takes me a little while, but uh, but I definitely get to them all. So thank you guys for all the support, all the messages, and uh, enjoy the episode, as frustrating as it might be. Cheers, my friends. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 I like it. <laughs> well, it's, it's a little corny. What do you think? Yeah, that, uh, I would agree. All right, well... We're, uh, we're effectively live as far as I can tell. So uh, we'll roll with it. But um, we're talking about abortions today, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a light have, topic. It's a light topic. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna advise you guys, if you're watching, if you're listening already, to call in. We're gonna get that call in number uh, on the Instagram live chat. So if you're watching on Instagram, you're in the chat, make sure you, uh, you call in if you wanna weigh in your opinion on abortions and abortions in Texas. Otherwise, welcome to Sip Talk. This is episode 131. My name is Justin Julio out of my basement in New Jersey. I'm joined by James, the Bosnitter Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is an accountant, a philosopher, a professional referee, and a bartender. Glad to have you here, James. How's things down there in Charleston? Better than they are in Texas? Uh, they, by definition, Texas really seems it, it seems to be a competition between Florida and Texas right now in terms of like I don't know bad governance competition. Uh, yes, but and I get well, but there's a difference. There's that hands-off approach, and then there's the hands-on approach. Well, there, it, both of them are taking both a hands-off and hands-on approach. They're taking hands-off approaches in in the wrong areas, and in they're take they're sorry, hands-off approaches in both the right and the wrong areas. Well, well like depending on what your goals are, but like hands-off in terms of like making sure that people are wearing masks in schools and general orders for public safety, and hands-on in terms of enforcing that people don't take it into their own hands to enforce public safety. Oh man! Well, look, uh, I want to know. Uh... 
I want to know what you're drinking. Uh, I am going with the standard bush ice, and I got myself a, a Shiner Bach as well. Oh, nice. Shiner Bach's a good one. I uh, was hoping to drink some in Ignorant tonight, but I uh, I looked around, and <laughs> there was nothing noxious I could I could mix together here. I thought about uh, some bleach, as I was advised by you, Raj, that I should drink some bleach and lemon. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to take the opposite approach. I know whiskey is very American, and uh, I'm going to drink some Habiki because that's in-your-face America. This is better than your Evan Williams and your, uh, your Jack Daniels. So I'm going to stick with the Habiki. We're making mistakes over here in America. Those of you who are watching us live, we're going to throw in the call-in number, Rosh. If you could uh, – I've got to make sure my – oh, shit. All right. Well, I don't know what's going on with the mic, but I'll check it out. Uh, hopefully you guys can hear me. Uh, Rosh, could you please throw the, uh, what do you call it? The link for the, for the live. Rosh, try to throw that link in for the live. And uh, I'll just keep talking extra loud. Uh, I hear that you can hear me, just not the best. So Rosh, throw that link in, uh, in Instagram and uh, we'll move on. So, what I want to do is, I don't know what the hell's going on with this thing. Here we go. All right. Are That's we... much better. All right. Perfect. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you what I, uh, just a quick headline for those of you who are watching this, especially after the fact, um, I got a quick, uh, I think this is also the different media outlets are covering this shit way differently. USA today is like a major victory for children. Which, Wait, USA Today said what? This is a major victory for children. For what's a major victory for children? The Texas abortion law taking effect. How? Um, Please tell me what their justification is for this. Well, hang on, because I want I want to share this one from CNBC. I'm going to throw it on the screen. Uh, those of you guys who want to comment, uh, make sure you check out that uh, that link and dial the phone number in the comments. I'm going to play this on the screen. Hopefully we don't get flagged for some copyright shit, but here it goes. That's how much money people in Texas can now win in court by successfully suing anyone who helps a woman get an abortion after six weeks. That would include a doctor who performs it, a person who helps pay for it, even someone who drives a woman to an abortion clinic. That is all now legal in Texas. So when James, when you shared with me last night that your Uber driver could potentially you took if you took a lift to uh, to an abortion clinic, that lift driver could be potentially sued ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's the upshot of this is that and anybody who provides support. So if your friend comes to you and says, "I'm pregnant. I don't know if I want to keep the baby," and you say, "Well," You don't have to. You could think about getting an abortion. Boom. Now you might also be able to get sued. Yes, exactly. And that's that's the weird twist on this law is that it's enforceable by private citizens and private citizens are the ones that are holding people accountable for it. So I think we should explain a little bit about what standing is. All right. Go for it. Well, so normally, in order to be able to sue somebody, you have to have what the courts call standing, which basically that you that you somehow suffered harm. So like if 
if you walk down the street and someone decks you in the face, I'm not going to be able to sue them because it didn't have any effect on me. I don't have standing in court. I, 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 would, I guess the only way that I would be able to try and get standing is say that like seeing you get decked caused me emotional distress of some sort. And, now and chances are the court's going to throw that out. So you have to have, you have to be able to show that you are a party in some way to whatever action you're trying to, to sue for. And so if I live in Texas and I know somebody who gets an abortion and I know one of their friends drove her to the clinic, I don't see how I would be able to sue somebody because I don't see where my standing in court comes from. How is this something that is harming me? And that's what the that's what the law, among many other things, that that's what this law is upending, is the concept of legal standing. Well, and that's they've they've put it in the hands of the private citizens to enforce the law, ra- rather than the government. Most other laws are enforceable by the police. If you're if if I walk down the street and somebody's smoking crack or using heroin, I there's not much I can do about it. I have to go to the police for the police to do something about it, which actually they're not doing anything about at all in New York. Well, that's a separate discussion, though. Sure, sure. But the point is, is that there are major like crazy shit happening on the streets and the actual people who are supposed to enforce the laws aren't doing it. Now, in Texas, you have something that's not crazy. It's very common, not very common, not very common, but it's common enough. It's common enough. It's common enough that everyone's familiar with it. And we're putting it in the hands of the private citizens, which for me, you know, I keep saying that, but that's the wild part. They've actually set up a website where they can get anonymous tips, which to the Internet's credit, people have been flooding with all sorts of crazy shit, just trying to make it so that the site's unusable for its actual purpose. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that that's a positive of the general public. But, um, you know, I'm not a female. So and, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you're not a lady. either. So we you know, we got a lot less skin in the game here than half of the population. And you and I are both appalled by this law. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I really wish I could say that it's the worst law that's come out in the last decade. And I think I'm going to because I can't think of anything worse. I don't like using hyperbole, but I think this is the worst thing that I've seen in terms of laws that are passed in effect. Also, this is a Texas law. It's not it's not a federal law. It's not a New York. Here's the thing, though, is Texas passed this law. States do this all the time. You see conservative states pass extremely restrictive abortion laws with the knowledge that they're going to be challenged in court and they're hoping that one day it's going to reach the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's going to overturn Roe v. Wade, which happened 50 years ago. So states pass laws that they know don't pass current constitutional muster with the intent of hopefully getting previous case law overturned. And so that was what Texas was doing here. And the difference between what's going on in Texas versus any of the other laws that have been passed in the last 20, 30 years plus is that 
this one slipped through. Yeah, but it, the Supreme Court has done absolutely nothing about it. They they released a signed opinion that in a five to four decision with the majority writing one relatively long paragraph basically saying that they weren't going to grant a temporary injunction allowing effectively allowing it to take place so they didn't even hold like arguments in front of the court or a hearing or anything to debate the merits of this law um I've read through the paragraph and it was not the easiest for me to understand their reasoning. The best I could make sense of it was that because this was a law that like put pretty much put citizen against citizen, they weren't entirely sure of the constitutional merits either way. And they didn't want to grant an injunction on it. I, I, I don't know. It was really hard for me to follow the logic of it. And I disagree with their opinion. So like, it's even harder for me to wrap my head around something because I think it's wrong. Um, so, so, Double A Mackey says they don't like this law at all because it's going to cause a lot of hearsay. And she said when, when sending an abortion accomplice to court. Um, so that's one reason to dislike it, but this law basically makes it that the risks of having an abortion, providing an abortion, working in an abortion clinic, providing any kind of counseling to someone who's considering getting an abortion, giving a ride to someone who's in an getting an abortion, even if like, this is something that I've considered doing, I haven't done, but like, what in a lot of abortion clinics in the States, like there's anti-abortion protesters outside of them, like 24 seven. And so, like, if you pull up to, like, a Planned Parenthood or whatever, and even if you're just looking to get, like, birth control or, like, an STD test or something like that, you're not even looking to get an abortion, you're going to be harassed by these people as you walk in the door. And there's a lot of places where people will volunteer to escort, like, women or whoever through the doors just to, like, shield them from the protesters. And that's something that, like, if you were to do that, you would be, you would probably be legally liable and, and suable in Texas. Justin, your mic's not working. All right. No wonder you couldn't hear me trying to interrupt you for the last three minutes. But yeah, it was nice. Let me let me paint a better picture of, of what that's really like. You roll up to one of these clinics as you pull into the parking lot. There are groups of people that are very aggressive very offensive, very much in your face. And they're shouting some of the worst things imaginable, calling you a killer, a baby killer, uh, saying you're slaughtering children. And this they're, is even if you're not trying to get an abortion, even no, if you're just you're just you could be pulling up to, to just go to a clinic to look at birth control or maybe you know, get an maybe, STD test. Maybe you're having something weird going on and you need an opinion or you're trying to get an STD test, whatever it is. You, you, you're these people are attacking you. There's no justifying yourself because they're ganging up on you. They, mm -hmm. they, they, ro they roll around the parking lots and out in the streets, especially on the weekends in South Carolina, because I've I've seen this with baby dolls on nooses with uh, strollers and baby carriages with baby body parts covered in blood, wheeling them up and down the sidewalks with picket signs chanting. This is some intense scary fucking shit 
And for those of you who haven't seen it, he's not exaggerating. This this happens. And, and these people, for the most part, I would say the vast majority have this religious re- rationale and religious reasoning as to why they're doing this. It's for I, I, I'd say the vast majority. I can't see. I, it's really hard for me to imagine someone who's not religious as part of this. Now, now this law also does not make exceptions for rape or incest. Correct. Now we're talking at the six week mark. So women, listen up. And men who aren't aware of this, which if you're young, you might not be. But if you're an adult, you probably should be aware of this. Women have their period roughly every four weeks. Women are typically tipped off that they're pregnant when they miss their period. However, their menstrual cycle isn't always every month, every, every four weeks, every 28 days to the day. It's affected by things like sexual activity. It's affected by things like stress and diet and birth control. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that affect how often your period comes. So unless you're trying to get pregnant and monitoring whether or not you're being pregnant, you usually notice after you've missed your first period, which. And sometimes it's after you missed your second period. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're usually at that five week mark, four to five week mark, you know, providing you missed it by exactly the maximum amount of time in a kind of average setting. I'd love to get a lady to call in and, and, and share some of this because coming from me, it sounds a little funny, but the point is, is that the six week mark is typically when the first heartbeat is detected the heartbeat is first detectable. So the law bans abortions after there's a detectable heartbeat. And it doesn't ban abortions. It it basically means you can be fined $10,000 for... Yeah, but also it makes it so that if an abortion clinic provides an abortion to someone after six weeks or whatever, if, if, if anybody at the abortion clinic is successfully sued, then the abortion clinic has to be shuttered. So in a way, it effectively bans them. Yeah, exactly. Um, But also, when you go for a consultation, you don't just walk in and say, I'd like one abortion, please. And they holler in the back and say, throw down some fries coming right up. You have to go in for a consultation. I believe there's at minimum a 24 hour waiting period. Depends on the state. Well, in Texas, we're talking about Texas. Texas, I'm pretty sure it's 24 hours. At least 24 hours. And uh, that puts you back at least another day. Providing you can leave the moment you find out that you're pregnant. So if you take a pregnancy test on your lunch break at work, that means you're leaving, you're leaving from lunch, right? Um, so there's really basically very little margin for any allotted time to pass. Well, yeah, and so the thing, going back to your point about the six weeks thing, um, very few women know that they're pregnant six weeks in. I, like, I heard. They might suspect it, but like to, to know that you're pregnant, that most women don't know at six weeks. 85% of abortions in Texas take place after the six-week mark. So... You're banning 
almost, you know, nearly all of all of abortions, 85 percent of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and again, how so we were talking earlier about how the different news publications are covering this. USA Today said uh, a major win for children, something along those lines, but it was very positive on this. Well, explain to me where, how there's more to that. What are they saying? How is this a win for children? And and this has had to have been an opinion piece. Uh, Texas abortion law, victory for children. This is the headline, victory for children. Texas abortion law sets great pattern for other states to follow. And it is, it is, it is in the opinion. Who Uh, wrote it? it, uh, But it was on page one of Google. This was uh, Kristen Hawkins, opinion contributor, uh, 3 p.m. today, September okay. 2nd. So, but that was that was the first page of Google when I just searched Texas abortion law. So, uh, you know, that's that's what USA Today is leading with as far as you know what my detectors are capable of of detecting. Um, but I had uh, I also was trying to uh, how do you pronounce the uh, White House correspondent's name? Something Pisaki or something like that? I think that? so. Yeah. Pisaki Fox. So there was a, there was her taking questions today in the White House and Fox's headline says Pisaki snaps at male reporter. And then CNN had the same headline, same video. Pisaki fires back at male reporter. So I just I don't I don't again, we've talked about this before. I don't like that the spin that that's being put on the news. I don't, I don't need your opinion of what's happening. I just want to know what's happening. Snapping back is definitely, you know, not really a nice way to, they're playing the female against male. And the fact, you know, the fact that they're saying snaps back against or snaps at male reporter is kind of portraying her in this bitchy, bitchy light. And I, I don't like that. I, th- I thought that was completely uncalled for as far as a news organization goes. Um, but Dan, what do you think about everybody who moved from California to Texas over the last year? Um, they made a poor decision to start and now they're seeing why that was a poor decision to continue. <sighs> well, I don't, I, I don't think a lot of them are realizing that it's a poor decision. I think this might be kind of the first well, some of them might be conservatives unhappy with it. So, all right, fine. What, what I feel bad about is like, so if I lived in Texas right now, thankfully, I have the means to afford moving. If I needed to move right now, I could sell my house and I could afford a move. I would want to, but I could. But the, the people that this law is affecting are not the kind of people that have the ability to afford a move. So it's hurting the people that can't even really help themselves. Yes. Uh, oftentimes the people who have the most abortions, low, lower income. Yeah, low because reg- you can't afford a kid and you know it. So why, why force people who, who don't want to have a kid to have a kid? How, does, how is that a good environment to raise a child? But again, that, that's where do those people flock to? Places like church. <laughs> um, and places like, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I assume that these people are probably pretty Republican anyways. I know the rural New Yorkers are more Republican. I know the rural South Carolina-ers 
Well, what you're saying, like, which um, people? The people that are passing the abortion bans or the people no, looking the, to get abortions? The people that are looking to get abortions. I would still think a lot of them are uh, more right wing. I don't think they're, so. They're in Texas, but I, I think they might Texas, be. Texas doesn't break down very hard Republican. It's the, the reason why Texas is run by Republicans has to do with the way that their counties and their districts are, not so much by the way that the general population leans. If you look at the last presidential election, it was like 52, 48. So it's you've got plenty of liberal people or moderate people in Texas, but the way that their state is set up doesn't lead to moderate government. Because they like the the more liberal areas, like basically the cities are underrepresented in the state government compared to the rural and more conservative areas. But I feel like there's got to be some some pretty hardcore Republicans that are pretty are pretty pissed about this. Um, not as many as as we need. Well, but um, I don't I, I don't I don't think there's much you can do about it. I think it's a little too late. Yeah. It's never too late. You can always if you can always pass a law rescinding state bill 8. And like with the Supreme Court's ruling that 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 one hurts. Like that one makes it a lot harder to say, well, we can at least get the courts to stay this one while it's being looked at because it's bullshit. But but they didn't do that. They, they no, we're not, no, we're not interested in, in putting it on hold. We're, you know, we're going to see how it goes. Now, we haven't had any court cases. I'm guessing nobody. It started midnight, September 1st, right? Yeah. It, um, and then, like, yeah, so it was in effect for 24 hours. And then the Supreme Court weighed in and basically was like, yeah, we're not denying. We're not, we're, we're not granting this injunction. So even if it's in effect for 20, 24 hours, not too much harm. But now that it's in effect until further notice, well, yeah, now we got a problem. So you can win $10,000 by anonymously. How would you do it if you did it anonymously? How would that work? Maybe, maybe I'm sure that you'd have some way that they'd have some way of contacting you leave some contact information. So like the accusation is made anonymously on one side, I guess, but like, it would be like, let's say I was the one who's being sued and you were the one who made the anonymous report or whatever, then like I would get, I would be served, um, uh, crap serve. What is it? So process. I'd yeah, I'd be served process and like, Hey, you're being sued. And I'd be like, by who? And they're like, well, we're not going to tell you because it's an anonymous tip, but you need to go to court or whatever. I, I don't know where the an- anonymity breaks down. In so, terms of being able to get the $10,000, because eventually someone's going to have to pay that. And if I lose, I would be the one to have to pay it. There's another thing that's rough about this where, like, if I sue, if I'm sued and lose, not only do I have to pay the $10,000 fine, but I also have to pay the court cost for the for the opposing. Um, correct, correct. And if if the person who's suing me loses, they don't have to pay my court costs. It's one-sided. Which is total bullshit. So let me just give you some of these TikTok comments. Uh, Yanni NYC says, yes, after the second period, too. Uh, basically, when we were talking a little bit earlier about when you would find out 
that you were pregnant. And let so my love guess rain- was right. That it's usually after the second period that you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then let love rain, uh, says use protection, which mm-hmm. is not a hundred percent or abstain. I don't well, think using protection is a good one. And uh, abstaining is unrealistic. Yeah. Abstaining is not at all realistic. It's 2021. Unfortunately, you have you have hardcore. Oh God, I I I got to remember this accurately. You have hardcore, not Jehovah's Witnesses. What's the other one with the 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 Bible in the backyard and the dirt? Uh, Mormons. Mormons. Yeah, uh, Church of Latter Day Saints. You have hardcore Mormons that w- this is this is like a real thing. In college, what they do is they basically have sex in a room with other people, but they don't. So they pe- the, the male penetrates the female. There's other people there, but he doesn't actually like, uh, you know, go in and out. But people jump on the bed around them. And that way they say they're not really having sex because he's not he's not going. It's the weirdest. This is this was like two or three. Years Where did ago. you hear this? And, 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 and can you provide any sourcing for this? Oh, also, Lisa says she feels like it's a, per- a person's choice based on their circumstances. Um like a colleague argued that they should deliver and allow, I don't know if it's adoption or abortion. I'm not sure, but whatever the case is, yeah, it's a personal choice. And so this is one of those, this is one of those grading hypocrisies that I see from Republicans that I don't see so much from Democrats, which is Republicans are all about personal choice and personal responsibility. Like their messaging on masks and vaccines is it's a personal choice, whether I want to wear a mask, it's a personal choice, whether I get vaccinated. I don't buy that logic, but if I'm going to stick to their argument here about being able to make personal choices for oneself, then you should not be regulating whether or not a woman, someone can have an abortion because that's their personal choice. Well, that's, it's the personal choice side of it. And let me correct something real quick. So Lisa said a colleague argued that they should deliver and allow adoption. So I need to clarify that because there's a very big difference between adoption and abortion. (laughs) <laughs> okay so look uh it's called soaking the mormon thing um and i just i just googled it um mormon dick soak would preserve her virginity is the is the first one here the next one is from quora and says is mormon soaking sex a real thing soaking refers to penetration without thrusting Students at Mormon U- universities engage in the practice as a loophole form of sexual activity. So that's I, I didn't make this up. Is, it, is this real? This is real. It's not. I mean, we're not reading the onion. This is like a, um, it's on Reddit. Like it's not you're not going to have it on Quora with, you know, a thousand upvotes and questions and comments. If it's not a real thing, it's a real thing. And And what it is is. You have Mormons, which are very religious. Uh, if you're Mormon, you're, you're probably very religious. Not like if you're Catholic, where like you say you're Catholic, but you haven't been to church in a decade. All right. There's a difference between Mor- Mormons and Catholics. Mormons are much more religious than Catholics are. Point is, you have these very religious people thinking that they're not breaking the Bible rules by penetrating, but not thrusting and then having the friends jump on the bed around them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I like so aspire to be says someone who's raped or gets pregnant as a re- result of incest should not be forced to deliver a child. Completely agree. I don't know why we should just why why we have to say anybody should be forced to deliver a child. 
Well, that's so here's what here's what I was thinking on this when uh, when I was living in South Carolina and there was, was all these news stories about gay marriage. At first, I was like, I, if that's what they want to do, I don't care. That fine. Cool. If that's, they can have it. And then I started hearing a lot of the Southern Republican right wing talk about gay marriage and being against gay marriage. And their stance was, well, marriage is a religious it's a religious thing. Okay. Gay people can have civil unions, but you know, marriage is reserved for the church and it's in the eyes of God. So that's our thing. You can't have it. Can I explain why that's wrong? Well, I'm, I'm telling you what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Keep on going. Okay. And I was like, Oh, you know what? That's it's a very compelling argument that the gay people can have the civil unions. Um, and then the religious people can have their heterosexual marriages and the gay, you know, girls shouldn't want to join the Boy Scouts and vice versa. Same idea. Now, it didn't just stop there because there was an incredible amount of pushback. And ultimately, I said, you know what? This isn't I'm neither religious nor gay. It's not my fight to fight. However, I'm not ever typically on the side of religion. And if this is something that the gay and LGBTQ community wants to engage in this passionately and collectively, then I'm all for it. And, and, so, uh, you know, really, but the point was, I was, I was leaving it up to them effectively to make that choice. And the fact that they were not being allowed to do it, it seemed a bit uh, uh, discriminative. So can I explain why the marriage is a religious thing argument fails? Sure. So if you want to talk about marriage as a religious thing, as like a marriage is conducted in church, well, that's fine. Um, you can say like I, when, when pe they were trying to pass gay marriage laws across the country, none of those laws said that every church had to honor every type of marriage. That wasn't what it was about. It was whether or not a government recognized marriage could occur between a same sex couple. A government recognized marriage is not religious. It's just a government thing. Right. So it's you're conflating two things of marriage as a religious idea and marriage as a right. legal principle. And that's, that's what they were trying. They were crossing the wires there. And that's where it's wrong. Well, that, and, and thank you for for further clarifying that, because that that's that's you know, I, I hadn't, I guess, completed my thinking on this when I started talking about it. But religion's a made up thing anyways. <laughs> so yeah, but to so people many, that are religious, it isn't, but there are so many different religions. You might, you might not believe that your religion's made up, but and then you look at a different religion. You're like what, but that one is, so they got it wrong. Uh, um, real quick. I want to hit these comments. Um, in champs, we trust says, I don't like that men are making decisions for women. Just doesn't make sense to me. Pro choice over here. Women have a right to decide. We don't deal with what they have to deal with honestly, all the way down to raising kids. And yet they feel the need to, to a voice to, to tell us what we do with our bodies. It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes complete sense to me. It's like, why are men telling women what they should or shouldn't do with their body? Well, and again, let, here's what I have out, outlined because I'm actually reading. It's basically the right wings are calling the right wingers are calling these people pro-abortion. Now there's pro-life but it's not pro-abortion. It's pro-choice. Everybody who's pro-choice 
many people who are pro-choice have made the decision not to have an abortion and to for themselves, yet they want other people to have that choice and they have a baby and they put it up for adoption. So the idea is it's not pro-life versus pro-abortion. It's pro-life versus pro-choice. And the fact that we're making laws that are eliminating that choice for other people, that's what's fucked up. You, the fact that you want to reach into somebody else's uterus and have control over what's going on inside of them is the overstep here. Mm-hmm. Um, and does the medical exemption apply to Down syndrome? Can somebody get away with aborting a Down syndrome baby, but not a rape or incest baby? No, that's a, that's a good question. The answer is I, no. I don't think so. The medical exception is only if like carrying the baby will cause a medical emergency for the woman. It has nothing to do with the condition of the baby. That That's what I would have led, uh, believed that to have met. Um, damn, man. So <laughs> what this is going to lead to is, unfortunately, is a lot of desperate women choosing to try to abort, have an abortion on their own. And that's an aspect of this where it gets incredibly dangerous. Yeah. And you're going to have women Googling how to have an abortion at home, which is also the intent to have an abortion after six weeks is also illegal. Mm-hmm. And that's a little minority report like. Yeah. So that's that's where it gets even more fucked up. But yeah, your your Google search results could say how to have an abortion at home and somebody could find that out. Go on the on the library computer right after you and uh, and sue you. Well, and and here and again, going back to the whole standing in court cost thing, even if they even if they sue me and they lose, I still had to take time out of my day and pay for an attorney possibly. And when they lose, they don't have to pay me anything back. So it's complete bullshit, like because it, it, it slants all of the odds in favor of the person who's suing and not the defendant and it should be 50 50 and in most states like if you if you sue somebody and lose you are on the hook for their attorney's fees because you lost yeah you wasted you wasted their time um so let's hit some more comments here and and i think dan dujack uh on facebook said the last numbers i've seen was pretty much 50 50 lots of women champion this and i think that's you know, we keep saying men don't have the right to make this decision for women because government is mostly men. And, you know, I, I think that I believe there was probably a lot more men behind this. I don't know. I'm just guessing than than women. But don't get me wrong. I'm sure a lot of very religious conservative women are all for this. Well, there are, but it's optically you look at a bunch of male legislators passing a bill that only applies to women. But yes, it's, but it wasn't only men that, that led this. There was women behind it too. But I and think- also just generally right now, like the poll 
polling data is really consistent. Um, Americans favor abortion rights about 60-40. So it's not 50-50. Yeah, abortion most is people, most people largely popular. So yes. here's here's a point I want to make. Imagine being uh, imagine being 16 or 17 years old and having sex, which is very common. Um, it was common mm -hmm. when we were 16 or 17 years old. It's much more common now. And, you know, I imagine it's probably even younger than that, even 15 and 14. Now, when well, teen pregnancy is lower now than it was when we were growing up. Sure. And, and as we've discussed in that, you know, we're talking about Japan and people having less sex, people are overall having less sex, but people are having sex in 15, 14, 16. Now, one, you're dumb as fuck when you're 15 years old. Okay. You're dumb as fuck when you're 17 years old. You, you barely know your own dick. Plus, it's doubled or tripled in size over the last couple of years. Like, there's shit happening. You don't know what's going on. So now you got to put a condom on, which is, you know, anybody listening to this, I want you to think back the first couple of times you had sex and how fucking awkward that shit was, how, how scared or excited or in the moment or out of the moment you might have been. And then you got to couple that with, being horny as fuck and having to find a condom and put it on or not find a condom and not put it on, or you put it on wrong or something happens and somebody can get pregnant. So we're putting it. We're now you're 16, 17, 18 years old. You probably don't have your own car. I don't think a lot of 16, 17 year olds have their own car and a lot of their parents aren't just going to let them go joyriding around out of state <laughs> well so, in a lot of states you, it, it's very difficult or impossible to get an abortion without parental consent before the age 18. i want you to think back to your youngest brother when he was 15 16 years old i, I have an inclination that he may not have been sexually active but maybe maybe he was and you didn't know about it now imagine him trying to probably conceal from your parents and his siblings that he was having sex and his girlfriend got pregnant and the, the reason I'm thinking about this is Shahira Rabba said suicidal. So now you got a 16 or 17 year old girl who basically understands having a child at 16 or 17 or 18 years old will ruin your life. Not that it will, but it, it might. It could. And it could. It will definitely it could definitely change the uh, um, could change the direction of your life. Right. It, it could definitely well, by definition, it will. But alter the trajectory of your life for, so, for a 16 or 17 year old to feel like it will ruin their lives well that's understandable whether or not it actually will that's a much more difficult question to answer but, but also your your understanding of what matters in life at 15 or 16 or 17 years old you have a pimple and you try to you know you, your world shuts down right so you have a baby your life's over you might you might as well commit suicide in the minds of some irrational 16 year olds that rationale will hold up and it's not rational there's no but other things you, you can, can see do. but you can see where the feeling comes from and while it's wrong i i can't blame them for feeling that way well yeah you can't blame somebody for feeling that way it might be it might not be a rational feeling and i mean i would try and talk them out of it but well we i would understand where they're coming from with it yeah, and that's 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 where this gets really fucked up because you're putting 
you now if you go to try to seek counsel, what can I do? Well, you you better be talking to somebody before six weeks. Yeah, but that intent, the intent to do so. Right. What I'm saying is that intent better be happening before six weeks. Otherwise, you're boned. Well, you were already boned. Boned again, I guess. (sighs) It's I, I think I'm curious. Those who don't have uh, a a footing on religion, where their rationale is, because I imagine the rationale for being pro-life slash anti-abortion must almost in almost every case be rooted in religion. It pretty much is. I, you know, unless you're you're saying, well, it's murder otherwise, but I think that's a very strange way to look at murder. Well, the question is, if you are pregnant, like, so do you, if you are pregnant, but you haven't had the baby yet, do you qualify for child support do you qualify for any of these social welfare programs that exist for for young mothers or like poor mothers or anything the answer is no you can't claim a baby on your taxes until it comes out of you right so if you look at just what does the law say the law says that the child that, that that the fetus is not a person until it comes out and is alive so if we're going to go with that and say, all right, are you going to be consistent here? Then if it's not a person legally until it comes out, then it shouldn't be treated. Then it's not murder. Now, there's a but, little wrinkle in here because like if I, if, I, if I get into, let's say I get into a fight with a woman who's pregnant and like a physical fight. And as a result of that fight, like, she ends up miscarrying, I could actually be legally liable for the consequences there. <sighs> well, look. So it's 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 a it's a legal nether region. It and well, and that's why we have this new legislation, the new law pushing the pushing the bounds here. Well, it's how- pushing it further into the nether regions because it's no longer the state enforcing it. Well, that's the other part. Yeah, there it is actually. Yeah, but ultimately it will be the courts making a decision. So you are considering the baby to be alive when there's a heartbeat. Now, we're not saying there's brain activity. We're saying there's a heartbeat. Why are we going by the heart and not the digestive system? That's a completely arbitrary distinction, really. Yeah, well, I I think because you don't have sentience, right? Not until uh, arguably after birth. Well, so in Roe v. Wade, um, what the the, the distinction that the Supreme Court drew back then, which I think makes a lot of sense, is there's a certain point in a pregnancy when – like if you were to do a C-section at, let's say, I'm just going to make up numbers because yes. I don't really know. This, like is, if, this, is a, this, is a, this is a great point. It's, I think it's five weeks. 
no, I'm no. sorry. Five. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna do it. It's five, it's five months. Five months. So it, if you were to do a C-section in a woman at three months and take the baby out, the baby has no chance of survival. Even with all the medical technology that we have, the baby's not going to be able to survive. It hasn't developed enough. There's a certain point at which if you remove the fetus from the woman with medical intervention, the baby can survive outside the womb. And that's called viability. And so the Supreme Court basically said abortions after viability are, are not allowed, but before viability are. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. You say if the baby can exist outside of the womb, then it's a person, fine, then you can't have an abortion then. That makes sense to me. Well, it's that's, intuitive. That's, you know, with the exception of danger to the mother. Well, yeah, but that, that's, again, where we get into all these weird gray areas. Let's try and keep it simple just so we can keep the conversation going. But, but I think that the viability argument makes a lot, it's a much stronger argument than heartbeat. Because, again, the heart doesn't mean much more than the fart. Okay. If you, <laughs> no, but you, you get my, the point that I'm making is, is that that would be a great sign is that, you know, we're not talking about the brain. We're not talking about lungs. We're choosing the heart because for whatever reason, you know, people used to believe that your, your, the heart was the center of your body. That's where your thoughts came from. They didn't know much about the brain. Uh, you know, we get this weird fixation with the heart that we now know and doesn't mean anything. You know, well, the, the heart's as vital an organ as like several others. Well, you can survive without a heart. Yeah, but like it's really hard to do so. Like you need but an artificial you, heart. Like, But you can be you without a heart. Well, yeah, I mean, like you have like people that have heart transplants. Like they're still the same person. The they same have person. a different heart, but... You can have an artificial heart, like a mechanical heart, and like it, in theory, doesn't change your personality. Exactly. But it's the brain that is important. And when people are on life support and their brain goes, they're basically just mush, right? And and, yeah, you can have a great heart and like a traumatic brain injury and like we take people off life support. Yeah. And it's not murder. Well, some people think it is. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a huge thing in 2004 about that. It's, uh, it's such a tricky subject. Um, people but it doesn't have, need to be. Well, it, if you're in the pro-choice camp, it doesn't need to be. Um, and, and again, the idea that you're making decisions for other people about their bodies and their choices seems like an insane overreach. Um, and, and we have a lot of that going on. You know, we don't live, you know, we're talking about how we live in a free society, but, but, but do we? No, we don't. And, there, and, and <laughs> you have certain freedoms, but. Well, I, and I'm going to just go back to this because this is what's so galling to me is you want to talk about personal choice and personal responsibility. But, and this is a message that we get solely from Republicans, personal choice, personal responsibility. And, but only on the items that we say so. Other things we're going to have, we're going to tell you what to do. And 
we're going to make the decisions for you. So it's like personal choice when we want it or when it's convenient for us. And we'll tell you what to do when we think it's better. Hmm. That That's the thing that really bothers me. Yeah, it's uh, it's not cool. It's uh, I, I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen over the next few weeks. I think. I think we're going to see some major infighting in Texas because you're pitting neighbor against neighbor based on their religious beliefs and whether or not they get pregnant uh, or intend to have an abortion. I just have to hope that the Internet really comes through here and continues clogging up that anonymous tip line to make it unusable. Well, I think that's it's really easy to to fuck up a a government website. (laughs) Yeah, and people have already written scripts and bots to just constantly flood it with things. Um, they've been basically like reporting uh, like all the Republican governors and every like Republican governors and state like state lawmakers and stuff saying that they're the ones doing it. So, yeah, uh, you know what? On a lighter note, Dan J- Dujak says he was up in Dyken Pond last week for a wedding, and he's like, as soon as I crossed into New York, it was like I was in a third world country. <laughs> but Dyke and Pot is about 10 minutes from where I grew up. Yeah, now James lives up. Uh, uh, I live uh, on that mountain. Yeah, he lives He lives on the mountain. He lived on the mountain. So Yeah, not not anymore. Uh, I live in the, the swamps of Charleston now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Dan's an upstate New York guy. I think in the last podcast he joined and he said, uh, I forgot where he was living. My, my bad, Dan. But uh, it's nice to have you join us again via Facebook. Thank you guys for joining us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to watch your comments. If you want to share your opinions, I know we're kind of towards the end of this episode, but if you want to share your opinions, hit that call-in number. Uh, I see you guys keep commenting, but I'd much rather you call in because I'd rather have I want to respond to uh, MJ says, she's, I pray no other states follow Texas. A woman has the right to choose. So I want to first agree with her and secondly say that Unfortunately, I think Texas has devised a blueprint that other states are going to say, this works, we're going to do that too. And until we have some kind of court interference to to hear these cases on their merits, it's going to continue. Yeah, I think... Uh... Well, what you just said that Texas has created a blueprint, I think, is is very obvious. I think we're going to see a few other states. In, uh, they're going to copy this. Yeah, they're going to enact a a very similar, if not slightly further, more obnoxious. Uh, oh, and I want to answer. Like, I think we should both answer this question, actually. Um, so Lisa says, if either of us got a woman pregnant, and I want her to keep it. She doesn't want to. Thoughts? Well, first of all, I wouldn't want her to keep it because I don't want kids. Second, assuming her position of I want her to keep it and she doesn't want to. Well, that's something that I'm going to just have to make peace with because it's her choice. It's not the, so here's the thing. I, I've withheld. Uh, and James, you know me. Uh, and you know, you know, what's been going on in my personal life, which I don't share a lot of. And I'm not going to kind of open up on that now, but I've I've been on all sides of this equation. And ultimately, I've never had a fetus inside of me, nor have I been facing 
eight and a half more months or seven and a half more months of having to grow and carry a baby and then another 18 years of the responsibility ahead. So for me to tell somebody that's, that's due to them, right? Like they have that, they have that coming you have to have this baby. You have to carry a baby for seven and a half more months and you have to give birth. You were raped. Doesn't matter. You, you, you were raped by someone in your family. Uh, this is an incident of incest. The baby is, has some major physical abnormalities. The baby has, is autistic or has other brain disformities. Doesn't matter. You have to have this baby. You have to give birth to this baby. You got a baby that's conjoined twins and they have four legs and six arms. You have to have this baby. I'm exaggerating, but that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the reality is that women don't have the choice. And not only do they not have the choice, even looking into it can get them fined $10,000. Now, I don't know how that's going to work under the age of 18, because being sued under the age of 18, I don't know exactly how that holds up in Texas, but I know in New York, it doesn't, doesn't really work. I don't know. But the, the whole idea is like, it's less about the $10,000 than it is the intent to cause chaos to the system, to upend things by making a system where the incentives line up, where your risk for, providing abortions or anything else is so much greater than not that just it's so much of a hassle to go through with it that it's better off to just say you know what i'm not going to deal with it i'll just carry the baby like that that's the problem is that it's not necessarily designed to be an effective system for when it comes to any of like ten thousand dollar payments or anything else it's designed to make it so that nobody wants to participate in the system which is their ultimate goal anyways yeah it's uh again it's this conservative religious ploy um to to enact your views and your religious beliefs on others thank you mj for the the generous comment not everybody agrees with you some people think <laughs> that uh some people think that we are wrong so uh but but lisa also said uh if you got a woman pregnant and you wanted her to keep it and she didn't want to what do you think i don't have a say in the matter and, and I, it's it's not up to the guy it's up to it's up to the lady i that i agree there's no it's not in your body and you can kind of say, hey, I'd like you to keep it. But she says, I really don't want to keep it. Well, you're shit out of luck. Hmm. Makes me That's something it. that you should have talked about beforehand. You know, you know, who Kanmari is Kanmari, Kanmari, something like that. Japanese lady that she likes to clean and the Japanese art of tidying up. Maria Kanda. Uh, Kondo. Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. She uh, she says. <laughs> you'll see the relevance you'll see the you'll see the parallel here in a second but if somebody gave you something and you don't use it on a regular basis it doesn't matter you don't need to keep it the idea was the idea was it that does it sparkle the, the does idea, it bring does it spark joy exactly so you're familiar 
um, the, the, the concept of them giving it to you was what it was for. So you've received it. It's duty is done. You can now get rid of it. So yeah. Really, it's, it's on the recipient to decide what they want to do with it. So if I give you an Encyclopedia Britannica, it takes up, takes up too, many, too much space on your bookshelves. You can toss it. I can't be mad at you. You, you know, I was, it was, it was good for me to have given it to you and watched you receive it. So just like sex, <laughs> the, the, the deed's done, the, the, you know, the giver got their due and the, the recipient can choose to do with, with what they want. This does not spark joy. I'm getting rid of it. Uh, it's not suing an underage child that's pregnant. It's suing the medical facility or outside person trying to help the person get an abortion. Yep. Again, that's the 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 messiness that's does, that's baked into this law. They intentionally well, made this law difficult to work with. Yeah, but now we get to push it around and shove it around the court system and see what sticks. No. Unfortunately, well, I mean, Texas gets to play around in their own court system. Well, no, but... I meant, I meant I, I, when I said we, I didn't mean us. I meant, I meant Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the Supreme Court said, go ahead with Texas. So, like, there's no more, like, there's no judicial relief here for the people of Texas. They've got, they've got to play by the rules now, and the rules suck. Yeah, well, I think we're out of time. Um, I'll have to, next episode, I'm going to have to tell you about the crazy flooding we had in New Jersey. But... On that note, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you, James. Thank you, Rosh, for feeding us the comments. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Cheers. Uh, all right. That's that. That's the end of the episode. Frustrating when we got cut a little short at the end, but, uh, but this is some serious stuff. And uh, I don't really know what you can do to change what's going on. Hopefully you don't live in Texas. Um, I'm sorry if you do. I'm sorry if you're pro-choice and you live in Texas. But, uh, but thank you for being part of this podcast. I appreciate every single one of you guys who listens, subscribes, likes, and interacts with the videos and the audio podcast. Thank you for that. I'll see you guys next time. Hopefully we'll have something a little more exciting to talk about. I like PBR, I just got priced out of it.